Welcome to True Earth Law. I am Orange and it's a delight to finally meet you. Do I have a lot of exciting information and insights to share with you today? We're going to take a little bit of a peek at House Emtech. Just don't tell them we did. House Emtech is quite secretive and guarded about its technologies. That's never stopped us before and it won't now. Some of you have mentioned that you wanted to know more about the technologies used here in True Earth. So, here it is! The first look will be more of an overview. It's impossible to go through all the technologies at once. Let's begin with the fundamentals and go from there. How Semtech makes for an excellent starting point. A little history before we dive into the technology. True Earth is governed by what are known as the Great Houses. These are both cities and hubs which span entire continents. There are a total of eight great houses left, divided into two primary types. The manipulators, which focus on the study and manipulation of universal and galactic fundamental forces, and what are called the powerhouses, which in turn focus on those specific known forces and hyper-specialize in their use, as well as acting as a type of generational hub for them. The key difference between the two is fairly simple to grasp. The manipulator houses will use any force they know about and investigate all new ones they come across in order to learn how to make use of them. Whereas the powerhouses will dive deeply into one or another fundamental force in existence and become source points for them. The end result is always that the powerhouses have more power of their own type than they can use, whereas the manipulator houses always seek more power by whatever means they can. It is a nice balance which forces the two to work hand in hand. House Emtech is what we call an Arc Manipulator House. It is one of the first few which emerged after the Great Reset of True Earth. Within its remit fall all fields of scientific inquiry and it prides itself on being the host of some of the most brilliant minds we have access to. Researchers, scientists, medics, quantum mechanics, intelligence engineers, fusion drive architects, quantum travel developers and so many other specialists are to be found as lifelong members of House Emtech. It is divided into three primary subdivisions, consisting of scientists, including all research types, medics, specializing in the medicine and manipulation of the human and non-human biologies, and war technologists, specializing in non-terrestrial battle techs. All technology discoveries happen within its many walls and are only made available to the rest of True Earth according to its decrees. Most respect that rule, but some do try to work around it. Upon its shoulder rests the responsibility of interworld and interdimensional travel, all war technologies and all quantum field manipulations. Only the old technologies from before are unknown to its members and to the mechanical monstrosities of House Wonka Doodles, which let me say House Emtech fervently disapproves of. Housed Emtech is by far the most respected of the two here in True Earth. Oh, talking about the appreciation for hard work, it would be great if you could be so kind as to drop a like and subscribe to this video. It does help a lot to ensure I can come back for even more exciting and techy discussion with you all. Back to Emtech, as they say, no rest for the wicked. <laughs> 
The house structure itself is constructed like a massive city at the central location of the continents it is based in and spans a vast area covering a large percentage of the globe's land mass. So great is its physical presence that most newcomers would deem it to be a collection of interconnected cities in truer. Now all that's out of the way, time for the exciting part, the technology. After all, that is what we're all interested in. Let us start by looking at the house structures and their supporting techs. The crystal pillars you will often see serve a very important purpose. They are both energy storage devices and generators. These work along a highly enhanced piezoelectric principle, where the crystals you see are actually highly concentrated, perfected layers upon layers of microcrystals. These are then pressurized to a precise degree and bombarded with quantum particles to generate vast amounts of energy. Other variations of these crystalline pillars are used in a similar fashion but capture heat waves generated by the biobots. We're simplifying here, of course, but that should give you a good overview of their primary functions. Think of them as the means to generate or amplify energy. Other versions of these crystals allow kinetic energy to be converted to actual electricity, enable the storage of information and energy, and so forth. One very special feature of the house MTEC specific ones, ones they do not share with any other house, is their ability to act as containers of artificial neural networks and DNA stores. For some obscure reason, no other house has ever been granted any knowledge for the use of these specialized types. I wonder why. An important supporting technology is what looks like phosphorant blue gel-like liquid. This is part of MTEC's geoengineering technology. It was eventually developed after the first great chasm into what is today's core part of its terraforming devices. True Earth's terraforming is a wonder to behold and a highly complex process which turns any planet, subject to certain requirements being met, into a fully habitable one to specific types of life. It is mostly used to ensure our own planet's environment remains ideally suited to human life, but on rare occasions other worlds have also been altered from their cores upwards to make them more hospitable to the human species. This special liquid is filled with self-replicating biobots, which are used to both engineer and regulate the environment. This biogel also serves another important purpose, to allow the intelligence which governs all systems in MTech to extend itself outwards. The biobots are very similar to the cells in our bodies, in terms of functionality for the central intelligence of MTech and are essential components of MTech's life tech devices. Remember, this is a manipulator house and life is one of the many forces it specializes in. One of the final two technological components we will look at in this video is what resembles pulsating cubes to the casual onlooker. These are the end produce of centuries of MTech quantum research. What are they? Aren't you curious to find out? I'll share their secret with you. Well, some of it. You see, Within the core of these cubes are what you can think of as cold suns. Yes, you heard me right. Using fusion, which you are just starting to grapple with, the M-Tech quantum teams have not only managed to generate cold artificial suns, but have also created self-repairing containment fields for them. These cubes are dynamically generated from the quantum level, producing modified atomic particles, which in turn generate a type of semi-solid, or if you prefer, fluid, 
shaped container that is impervious to the internally generated energy, be it in the form of radiation, heat, kinetic energy, electric, or any other type of derivative, with the exception of the black hole's level of gravity. This allows these cold microsuns to be a permanently increasing yet contained energy generator without ever cracking the cube from within. All excess energy is either contained, made to radiate at a controlled pace, or collapsed back into the quantum gravity field, which allows other devices to connect with it and uses as an infinite battery. When visualized on MTEX displays, it looks pretty much as if each cube, when connected to, is made to pulse out a set of string-like waves that oscillate and modify the quantum gravitational field. The singularity from within the cube is the root of this graviton field. The root is used as both a focal point for and the source of the phenomenon, which is then entangled with and pulled into whatever device needs the energy. The intensity and energy within such a field is determined when the field is generated. When the power is needed, the field is consumed by the device and loses its connection to the cubes entirely. Such transmission of energy can be initiated by sending specific instructions into the cube itself, providing a destination is available for the graviton fields. These fields are prevented from dissipating by simply forcing those gravitons into a specific rhythm, which in turn sets them up within a fixed pattern. Think of it as infinite sets of tiny gravity particles all held together in a larger gravity field, which in turn is held together and moved using an even larger point of gravity. Now, how's that for exciting? Sends the mind rushing, does it not? Enough of this cube business. The important part is that the cubes you see are essential mobile sources of enormous energy, powering a vast array of technologies used here in true Earth. They do have limits, of course, but then again, where one cube is insufficient, just add another. The only time we cannot use them is in space travel. Things get very messy when you start moving through quantum space, and you have these cubes trying to hike the ride. It tends to be either the cubes are moved or other things are moved, but they can never move together. For travel, we have other solutions. The final technology I wanted to touch upon today were the buildings themselves. The floating ones are key. They have both practical purposes and what we could term passive functions. The practical daily one is simple. These diamond-shaped, or to be more specific, double pyramid joined at their bases, house various departments and projects for MTech. They are what you would call offices and living spaces or specialist laboratories. These floating buildings can house thousands of square miles of usable space. Don't be fooled by their appearances and illustrations. They can be as large or as small as needed. Some fascinating features are found in their construction, inspired from non-terrestrial constructions. They can also bury into the ground and become fully grounded structures. Their surface material is artificially created, similar to glass in terms of structure, but is organic and millions of times more solid than glass could ever be. These surfaces are sensitive to various elements, such as light, electric currents, radiation, bacteria, sound and heat, amongst others. They will, when their function is set active, absorb these elements and convert them into energy. In this manner, they power a large number of systems within themselves and whatever is linked to them. Some of the more fascinating aspects of these buildings are seen in operation when exposed to various environmental influences. Let us look at sunlight to keep things simple for this overview. Sunbeams are both absorbed and reflected. 
This means they can be used to generate energy and reflect whatever is not absorbed to any adjoining structure. By bouncing sunlight from one to another back and forth, we have an optimal mechanism to ensure almost everything is absorbed. Because they are able to float in space by neutralizing, or rather modulating, gravity itself, we are able to locate them in perfect positions to take full advantage of this. During storms, they are designed to attract as much lightning as possible and capture that very energy for future use. These structures have a whole other range of passive applications, which we will cover in detail at a later point in time. Hopefully this will have given you a quick overview of the base technologies which comprise the various structure of House MTech, but there is so much more to discover. Technology plays a vital part in True Earth, affecting each and every facet of our lives, which is two notable exceptions, the first being genetic alterations and the second being our food. It is strictly prohibited to change anything related to the growth and genetics of any food items. We do have optimizations for growth and cultivation, but these are always limited to enhancing existing the natural environment in which food is grown. Changing the food itself or introducing anything which has a chain impact on the animal, plant or biological life is governed with an iron fist. Adding and combining genetics, such as what you do with your modified food, has been outlawed for centuries here, under penalties even more severe than death. The same runs true for practically all alteration to the human genome. Changing the human genetic code is a big no-no for all here in True Earth, no matter the reason. The only thing we can do is enhance or inhibit existing genetic expression. Making actual deletions or additions to the base human genetic code is the most serious crime anyone could ever be accused of. Centuries ago, when our ancestors were experimenting with this, we quickly came to the conclusion that the ripple effect of even the smallest change was totally unpredictable and impossible to counter. The more changes made, the more cumulative effects built up over generations, and even with that were thought to be non-inheritable changes. The results ended up spilling over into the epigenetics and cascading down into future generations. This is the primary factor which led to the creation of the so-called meta-tribes and non-human humans. One could call this the great catastrophe of our ancestors' arrogance and stupidity. Instead, our medical technologies have adapted to rebuilding and protecting existing genetic structures. For instance, organ failures are very simple to deal with. We simply regrow affected organs from the patient's stem cells. Aging, too, has been slowed down to the point where our current lifespans exceed several hundred years by maintaining optimal levels of cellular function, energy, information and resource, as well as enhancing cellular rebirthing. Our bodies are mostly devoid of defects because we can turn on the desired genes and turn off the undesirable at quantum genetic level. We regrow perfect skin instead of walking about with scars and we regrow muscle and nerves as easily as you would grow a flower in your garden. Hopefully, this should explain why, in the books, everyone who has been to True Earth seems to have a mysteriously perfect looking body. There is no mystery there. It is simply a norm for us. Other houses have their own versions of True Earth's technologies and specialized inventions, but those will be topics for their own videos. I do hope this has given you a bit of an insight into the technologies we have and has made you even more curious. An inquisitive mind is a blessing in disguise. Thank you for joining me today. It has been a pleasure. Have a nice and productive day.
This is Orange signing out for the time being.